if you love me. John 14 verse 15 says, If you love me, keep my commands. He first loved us. Jesus loves us that much that he first loved us. Hebrews 2 verse 9 says, But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor, because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. That's how much he loves us. He loves enough to suffer death at the hands of cruel men for us. For us. Jesus also invites all. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, verse 28 and 30. So what is the definition of love? In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. 1 John 5, verse 3. It also says in 2 John 6, 6, And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Jesus repeats these points that love equals obedience in John 14, verse 15, 21, 23, and 24. A repetition like this is usually a sign of the importance of what is being emphasized. So if, if our love is measured by if we keep his commands, then we need to know what his commands are. So what is his commands to sinners? What is his commands to those who have not yet laid their burden down at the cross? The first one is hear and do. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7, verse 24. To hear and do his will. Turn to Christ. The next point is to believe. Do not let your heart be troubled. Troubled, You believe in God, believe also in me, says Jesus. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe in the evidence of the works themselves. Turn to Christ. Christ encourages repentance. Matthew 4 verse 17 says that from that time on Jesus began to preach repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Acts 17 verse 30 says in the past God, God overlooked ignorant, such ignorance but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. The ignorance spoken about here in context would be idolatry. So the encouragement here is to turn from idolatry, to turn from false worship, to turn from worshipping things that do not matter, to turn from worshipping the creatures, the creature instead of the creator. 
The encouragement here, of course, is again to turn to Christ. We're encouraged to confess. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. Matthew 10, verse 32. Turn to Christ. Believe and be baptized. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Mark 16, verse 16. Turn to Christ. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. In Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, Many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all towns and got there ahead of them. The context of this is that Jesus uh, Jesus and his disciples had withdrawn for rest, but the crowd sought them out. And in the same manner, we must seek out the Christ. Seek and you will find. Knock on the door and it shall be opened unto you. Seek with all your heart. Turn to the Christ. Do the Father's will. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, says Jesus in Matthew 7, verse 21. Do the will of the Father. Turn to Christ. Forsake all. This is the cost of discipleship. Luke 14, verse 33 says, In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciple. In Matthew 10, verse 38, it says, Whoever does not take up the cross, their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. To love him above all else is what we're called to do. This is turning to Christ. But what message, what command is given to those who are already saved, those who already have made a commitment to Christ, those who already are under the shelter of his grace. What are his commands to the saints? So you've been saved. Now you're encouraged to present your body as a living sacrifice. Romans 12 verse 12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Troubles will come. But Christ is with you. Follow the Christ. Do not love the world. That's not to say don't love people. That's to say do not love the system of the world. 1 John 2, 15-17 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. The world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Follow Christ. Allow yourself to be taught of God to love. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 9 says, You yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And indeed, that is what the early disciples were known for, their love for one another. Again, this needs to be re-established in church communities. God's love manifesting itself between the brethren and sisterhood. Follow Christ, my dearly beloved. We're also encouraged not to avenge ourselves. In other words, to live gracefully, 
and forgiving, slow to anger, rich in mercy, just as our King is. Romans 12, verse 19 to 20 says, Do not take revenge. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will keep burning coals on his head. Follow Christ. We're also called to be steadfast, that is to stand firm. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58 explains that we must stand firm and that our labor in the Lord will not be in vain. We're also called to restore others. In other words, we're called to share uh, the love of God with others and to restore them. Galatians 6 verse 1 explains, If someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Note that it does not say judgmentally. It does not say in a humiliating manner. It says gently. Follow Christ. We're also called to be careful of our company. There was a minister who who used to live in Skye and he had an acronym that he used which was WATCH. Watch your words, your acts, your thoughts, your companions, your heart. Watch. So we're to watch our company, our companions. Uh, 1 Corinthians 5 verse 11 and 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 6, you can look up if you like. Um, We are to be careful of those who claim to be of Christ but live in sin. We are to be very careful that we do not get led astray by them. We are to follow Christ, not them. We're called to go and preach. There is a saying that is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, which is, preach, use words if you have to. The implication being that sometimes you won't need to use words when you're preaching. Sometimes your lifestyle will do the preaching for you. However, that's not to say that preaching with word isn't important also. To preach truly, we must preach with both thought, with word and deed. Our whole lives should be a proclamation of Christ's glory, a proclamation of the grace that he has given to us and that he offers to the world. We are called to proclaim. We are called to follow Christ. We are called to be faithful. Faithful even unto the end. Revelation 2 verse 10 says, Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. Be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victorious crown. We have the victory in Christ Jesus our glorious King, our glorious Captain. We are called to follow Christ. So let the Lamb who was slain receive the reward of his sufferings. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.